Welcome to My One Question Is. This is a monthly podcast at the intersection of art, race, story, and hope. I'm Laura, and they're Jesse. Let's get started. Welcome to What Did We Learn Today? The show where we debrief, recap, and reflect on what we just heard. Today we're sitting down after our conversation with Dakota Mace, the multidisciplinary and very talented artist. It was a really interesting conversation, and we're excited to hear what you thought in the comments down below. Thanks for joining us, and hope you enjoy. Hey. Hey. Hello. We can debrief right now. Yeah, but audio like oh my god i was like praying the entire time that i can un it so jesse what did we learn today oh we're doing this yep uh what did we learn today um a lot about art a lot about academia i thought the parts on art and different techniques to art how when you come in from a different perspective from a different walk of life, different experience, the assumptions that one makes around how one creates are entirely different. And that's what we have to just be, we have to know, we have to think about that. We have to ask each other, what are your assumptions essentially to when you're creating something? And I thought that was really cool when we were going through with Dakota, the, the questions that she had about or just how she approached her art and her work, it was, I don't think about it like that. But just hearing you talk about it, I understand that now. I get that. And that's, it's just a nice moment to share assumptions. Yeah, it was really beautiful because like that's, like I remember when we first started talking about formulating questions and I was like, I'm just so fascinated at like the text that, uh, accompanies her work and like just how her yeah how the tra her tradition is like uh is connected to every single part of her work and but also like listening to her talk about it um it's like effortless right it's like breathing and I thought that was really fascinating because part of me was curious to know like because again doing art in this way is an act of resistance it's an act of you know, swimming uphill or whatever. And I, so I was sort of curious as to her approach, you know, because it is, it is a being an activist to create work in the art world, like the way that she does and in academia in a research context as well. But I, I was, uh, I just really appreciated her approach. It seemed to be very sort of spiritually centered and centered in her tradition. And it wasn't um, angry or, we have to change things or it was just like, no, this is what we're doing. And like, we are looking out for the future, but we're just focused on what we're doing and not on the activism, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. I thought it was when we started talking about Western art versus uh, indigenous art and how breaking into that Western world of art, it's just made me think about like, if you go to a museum, you see a white wall, you see a painting on the white wall, or whatever that medium of choice is. Um, and then you see a little tiny little card beside say the artist's name, location, and the medium. But if there's a story attached to that, we don't provide a space 
to explain, to understand why. The assumption with a lot of our art is stand in front of the Mona Lisa and try to figure out what Leonardo DiCaprio is, not Leonardo. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. That was incredible. What Leonardo da Vinci was thinking in, in painting that. And we just read into that and try to think about it, but we forget that the artist might have, had, have a message there too. And there's reason and need to present what that view is. Yeah, you know, like I prompted her a couple of times to sort of speak to this, the struggle of being an Indigenous artist in those spaces and in those ways of thinking and, and um, you know, and she approached it with laughter and stuff like that, which I thought was really interesting. Like never once did she sort of sour and be like, oh man, it's a grind to do this. It was just like, this is the most natural, it seemed like this was the most natural path in front of her that she was just taking. And, and yeah, it's laughable and yeah, it's difficult, but I really liked how she mentioned that her art gets miscategorized exactly for that reason because you said like you know her uh, work has a story attached to it and defies the traditional western system of that like I was even thinking about like the people who buy art and sell art and collect art you know primarily would be wealthy white people so like how do you make art that's true to you who you are but also like you know, like targets like the correct pocketbook so that you're able to have a living. And I was watching a TikTok video. They said paint boats. Pardon? I was watching a TikTok video on how to do art and they said paint sailboats. Oh my God. Because like... <laughs> apparently people like buying pictures of boats. <laughs> Not that that's relevant, but I think it also it does to a way speak to what people want and that had come from some guy who worked at a gallery and uh, I'll probably find a TikTok at some point but it's it speaks to there's a certain thing you need to make to buy and to or to sell the art and to make it into a collector and stuff and to grow and it's it's not necessarily how we think about what art should be all the time it's, it's not the same as what we sell either she, yeah she doesn't seem to struggle with that like making art for other people like she very very firmly said like i make this art for my people yeah. i don't make it for a white audience a western audience and i was like that's right and that's like that's so bold because you know how big is that audience in terms of like supporting you financially and and like it would be really hard not to like make some boat paintings to pay the bills, you know, like that. <laughs> but she didn't seem to like be affected by that at all, which I thought was so curious and so interesting. Comes back to humility. It sure I, does. I, it, it, was, it was a fitting choice, this one. <laughs> it worked out well, I thought. <laughs> like finding that humility in the art world and being an artist when you're going up against, well, your, your, your option is white art, right, on white walls. The time is ripe for this, like, it's interesting, like, you know, in my experience and, you know, writing research proposals and stuff like that, there's, um, you know, there's new sections, new pots of money for Indigenous research, there's new pots of money for, uh, like, alternative processes and alternative ideas and stuff but like 
you know, I went through the process of applying for a government humanities grant and like, you know, a substantial amount of money over like a number of years. Um, it's quite a lengthy process to apply for. And I was denied the first time in the research office because I scored really high in their scoring formula, but I think they just didn't know what to do with what I was presenting. And so there was like a couple of suggestions and feedback. And, and so then I added that feedback and then the next year applied again and was denied again. And I went to the research office and said, like, what am I missing? Is there something that I'm just not doing right? And she, she, like I said, can we have a meeting and sort of talk about next steps? And, and the lady from the research office just said, like, I have nothing. It doesn't make sense. Non-conventional, like collaboration and working with non-academics and, and allowing the indigenous leaders to lead the way. And, and I think that. That's a problem. Hmm? Like, isn't that part of the problem in humanities then? Like if you go to theoretical physics and you present an idea and they say it doesn't make sense, they say here's some money, figure out why, right? Figure out the formula why. But if it doesn't make sense, then in the humanities art traditions, then what's the problem? Why aren't we then saying figure out why, understand, come back, here's the funding to do just that. Well, and the other thing was like the in the stuff that comes in is, you know, um, it, it fits under the indigenous research category has a group of indigenous academics that govern it and that review all the proposals. And um, it's not 100 percent indigenous, but there's like it's a specific committee for reviewing the, you know, the stuff that's considered indigenous research. And I was like, man, I wish I could just call them and ask them like, what is it that you're looking for? Because I was like, I just wanna like build a pathway for non-indigenous researchers and for creative practice, uh, research creation, you know, whether it's photography or video or film, you know, um, which is an exciting new form of social research, right? Applying research um, concepts to video production is you know just like there's so many um so much opportunity do you know what i mean but i was like is it just too much <laughs> like <laughs> maybe that's a future episode we'll interview the research board yeah i, I love <laughs> i love how we asked about other voices and i think that's awesome having that um that younger person that it sounds like she mentors and then her mentor as well. Like, I think that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that'd be cool to have those voices in there, whether it's in this cat pod or if it's in a future podcast too. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. That was a good one. That was good. Yeah. That felt good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. As we continue to grow, my one question is, we hope to grow a community alongside it. And that community right now exists on Patreon at patreon.com slash Story. There you can get early access to our content, learn more about what we're doing, and support, even in a small amount, the efforts we're doing to build a community through conversation. My one question is, is funded by a technology grant from the John S. 
and James L. Knight Foundation's 2021 Knight's Art Challenge. All funding for the project is being handled by the Kent State University Foundation. If you like what you heard today, please follow us at Akron Art Story on Instagram and Facebook. Please consider becoming a patron. Go to www.patreon.com slash Akron Art Story. You can see our goals for the project and find out how you can be a part of the Akron Art Story.